Hey, David. What's up? I have a question for you. Okay. If Pinocchio said, my nose is about to grow, is he lying or telling the truth? Uh, well, it I, it depends the context, right? Oh. Like, hey, David, my nose is about to grow. That's the context. Well, not necessarily. It's, that's... I, I don't think that is necessarily something that would pertain to being a, a lie or the truth. But but how would he know? Because if his nose only ever grows, if he's lying, then how is he telling the truth? So is he lying, saying, like, my nose is about to grow in hopes that he knows it's a lie. So then it does grow. But then it's the truth. It's like Schrodinger's nose. <laughs> exactly. Does a- Pinocchio's nose grow in this scenario? The answer's got to be no. Or is it yes? Well, if it doesn't grow, then he's lying and then it would grow. Exactly. So is like is he always lying then? Is he always telling the truth? Does it does this contain him to a point where like he's trying to hold in the lie and make it the truth and then one of his puppet arms blow off? He I'm a real boy. He just can't handle it. You, you know, know what's what? not? You know what's not going to be as confusing for our listeners? <laughs> what's that? The rest of this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. What once was a bright, shiny landscape behind both David and I is now draped away with wintry fall vibes that are usually covered in rain and darkness. Guys, it's November. Ooh, that that, you know I, that means that's a, that I just it's eggy milk season, <laughs> eggy milk season in full force. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the hips. Woo yeah. woo. Chugga yeah. chugga. Um, man, it's crazy to think that not even a few weeks ago, it was still bright when we were recording. Um, my location was unbearably warm while I was recording. So we'd have to wait till it got later in the night to, to have a chance. Jesus, it's November already. Well, you know, it, it's it sucks right now just because in the mornings, like when you get up for work, it's still like super dark and it's, it gets dark still fairly early. But we're going to have um, we're going to have daylight savings time. It's going to happen soon. Wait, what time do you get up? Uh, I'm up at like seven. And it's super dark at seven. I guess you're way up north, like you're yeah. way up north. I was like, well, the the sun's up at like six six thirty still, man. Give it like a few weeks when daylight savings time happens, and it's like dark all the time. It is. Uh, when is daylight savings? Daylight savings is actually <laughs> this this uh, this Sunday. Like which <laughs> Sunday? November fifth. No way already. Yeah. So I guess we have we have one night of <laughs> one night of it uh 
or I guess one morning of being, it being really dark, but that just means that it's good. Actually, no, it's going to be lighter because. No, the we, clocks fall we backwards. Go, we go back, right? And so then it's set. Oh, the crap. government That's right. should stick with it and just leave it like this forever. Extend all days by an hour. Woo. Well, you know, there's a small, uh, an even smaller town called uh, Atacokan. And they are a few hours uh, east of us. And they actually do not uh, believe in daylight savings time. They actually, they don't change their clocks. They're so, like, the government can't control us. Yeah, we're a small municipality. <laughs> we got pitchforks and torches. It'd be great uh, if they ran their own time zone, too. So, like, it was always daytime for them and never night. What? I don't know how that would work. It would just <laughs> nighttime would be like an, a day. Like as soon as it gets dark, it's kind of like um, Kenora, where it's like everything just closes. But like it's just oh, night's about to fall. That's it. Day's over. Next day comes up. Boom. Sunlight to sunset. That's it. That's your whole day. Oh, like this. It's actually not dark. Like the sun goes down and then it goes around the equator and then back up. So it's oh, it's always like exactly. But it's also going to have kind of like an under the dome kind of vibe. So they're at like nighttime. Every light is insanely bright. So the light pollution just extends day. <laughs> so nobody ever gets REM. Everybody's so just... just always awake. And wired. It's like caffeine all the time. And like people like it's and because it's a small town, like if you drive through it, everyone's just like so sleep deprived that they're like walking around like zombies. It's yeah. <laughs> well, what was the name of the town in WandaVision? That all the time, just daylight. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that that would suck. But, uh, you know, what the, the 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 time change in November is always great because uh, you remember when like you would go to the bar. You remember you go out to the bars. That's that's Saturday night and at two o'clock is when the time the clocks go back. So at two o'clock when bars usually are closing, they're open for another hour. There's no and- last call. Daylight savings time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, bartenders and all the people working oh, hated it, but uh, it was great. You got an extra, uh, an extra hour at the bars, but yeah. So now um, it'll just be really dark in the morning and then it'll get really dark early on in the afternoon. So, and where I work, I mean, there's, there are windows, but like where my main office is, it's kind of like in the center of the, excuse me, of the building. So I don't see outside. So it's like perpetual. It's like 30 days of darkness, that movie. Yeah. Just perpetual darkness. all the time. Except like the vampires are actually, uh, drug addicts and <laughs> around town that are just going crazy. I remember a few years ago, I was working at Vaughn Mills and I had inventory one morning and then I got stuck at work. So I got there at like six o'clock in the morning, six thirty. So it was already dark because like the sun in like it's the winter. So it comes up at like in November, like seven thirty ish. Like it was dark by the time I got there. Like there was no sunlight still. And then I worked all day. I left and it was already dark at like five o'clock. Got home went like did my own thing. And then the next day was Black Friday. So I'm again at the mall like 6 a.m. And like I didn't realize until the next like the Saturday that I had not seen sunlight for two full days because there was no skylights in that mall. And why would you ever leave your store if you didn't have to? 
yeah on black friday so there was literally like nothing i did not see sunlight from wednesday to saturday that is insane to me that that happened that's the that's the different life yeah i think up here like in the thick of winter so like come december i'd like say eight o'clock to four thirty, maybe it's it's dark from or we have daylight from maybe like eight o'clock to about four o'clock yeah, I remember you sending me a picture and it was like 3.30 in the afternoon and it was already like the streetlights were on. I was like, what the fuck? I know it's crazy. And th- it's weird because like, you know, when you like you get home, like during the summer and stuff like that, you get home, and you're like, OK, I have a few hours of daylight and you know, it doesn't feel like the day is just over. Well, now, now when it gets so dark, so it gets dark so early, you know, I'll be like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I should be going to bed. Right. Like, it's just so dark. And you look at the clock and it's like seven o'clock it's like <laughs> oh my god i mean and then oh, you're like man, oh. i could stay up late playing video games <laughs> and you're like all oh, my friends back home are already asleep oh wait no they're not because it's yeah. eight o'clock for them yeah anyways uh what's new what's uh what's going on nothing i'm uh i've i've had a very non um video game movie week but i've also watched a few things and i've played none so it's been kind of crazy but i wanted to ask you have you heard of this game that dropped called Don't Scream? Uh, no. What, okay. what is it? Is it like a VR game or something? No, it is a PC game. Uh, to my knowledge, I believe it's on Steam. It is a uh, Unreal Engine powered '90s fan or '90s found camcorder footage horror style game, but you have to play with a hot mic because anytime you make a jump or like if anytime you make a sound the game restarts and the game is just filled with jump scares. So the whole concept of the game is it's like uh, kind of like it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Slender Man where yeah. y- you walk around and you're like looking through the bushes trying to like survive and then things just jump out of, out of like nowhere at you. And if you scream, the whole game restarts. I think oh it's the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this trailer right now. <laughs> You oh screaming would have caused you to to restart the game. <laughs> oh my god! You could tell like this is crazy. It looks so so real. I would I would not be able to play this game. Did you ever play the Slenderman oh, game? I'm not watching this trailer anymore. <laughs> did you, Did you ever play the Slenderman game where it was like um, like anytime you'd hear like noises, all of a sudden it would like come out of nowhere, and like your your speakers would start to crackle a little bit. Yeah, and then. It's not like the Thomas the Train Engine that murders everybody, but it's close. It's very close. Yeah, uh, you know, I I watch people play Slenderman. I know what it is. Um, <laughs> and as our <laughs> as our listeners have just heard, uh, I was just watching the trailer for that game and it scared the shit out of me. So, <laughs> so speaking of uh, scared the shit out of you, David and I had the opportunity to play Widow's Walkabout, the latest Walkabout map for Walkabout Mini Golf on our VR headset. So we play on Oculus 2s mm-hmm. or MetaQuest 2s, um, depending on what your hardware says. <laughs> my my box still says Oculus, I believe. Yours I'm says sure, Meta, right? I'm pretty sure mine says Oculus. Well, then there you go. We still have some original O2s with new software. I will tell you, and I'm going to make a sweeping declaration here. 
Um, David and I have some footage. I'm going to record some more footage over the coming days to post on our Instagram. Well done, Mighty Coconut. Well done. I've never... I've never had so much fun playing this game. And well, I've yes, played, you have. I've played but all just not in apps. a while. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I mean it. Like, I I thought Sweetopia was, like, up there with one of the most beautiful things I've seen in VR. Shangri-La was really fun, but some of the holes were kind of, like, daunting. And then you came out with this. This masterpiece even when you're in the menu for the card and it is a little annoying that you always have to like if you want to check your score you always have to like look to the left that's a little bit annoying because usually the scorecard comes right up in front of your face but the expanded view of the map where it's just this mansion this haunted mansion it, that you're it looks going like through, a dollhouse really in that expanded view which is pretty creepy cool. it's beautiful it actually i think really utilizes the hardware and the lighting to a to a point where i didn't feel like i was tripping out playing a like a walkabout game like i like that would might have actually been one of the first ones where i haven't really had lag the menu was a little janky i mean the game did crash on me and 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 uh i had to restart the game but I mean, that's the first time I ever had that. And who knows if it was due to the the level or if it was just a bug in the system. But um, I think I think this one, uh, Widow's Walkabout, this map, it is probably the one. They're all very atmospheric, right? But I think what what the other ones were missing is the sense of something being there. You know, like uh, what was the last one that we had played? The Elf's grotto or something like that <laughs> oh not not pan's labyrinth the other one no it was like the most recent one it was like the it was like the lord of the rings type elf yeah, one the um, uh, elfheim elfheim uh like when we had talked about that one it was like it looked like it was just a deserted place right and that there was nothing you know like we it was missing something whereas this one here we know that it's like it's like a haunted house, right? So it makes sense that the place would be empty. But it looked like it was lived in, right? There's stuff there. Things are floating around. So, you know, there's spirits or ghosts around there. When you do the uh, when you actually view the scorecard and view like the map, uh, like on, on the wide view, you can actually see ghosts kind of like floating around the house and stuff like that, which is cool. But then when you go into those rooms, they're not there, like they're invisible, which is pretty cool. Uh, so the atmosphere of this one was, it was creepy. Um, and obviously we know that like, nothing's going to necessarily jump. Well, nothing's going to jump out at you or touch you or anything like that, but it's still like, it was enjoyable to like explore. There's so much stuff, so much details, like, uh, and not like, not to the extent of say, what was the uh, underwater one? Um, Atlantis or whatever. To the, the 20,000 leagues. No, like the one where we're like, it's literally you're underwater. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Atlantis one. Um, like that one had a lot of detail, but this one was like to a different extent. Like it was like the finer details and things. Like I didn't book feel like things and... were looping. And like, I know they were because they were just spinning in circles. But it didn't feel like that manta ray that kind of like made its way through or the same crab numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. It, it Every room 
like if you were in a different room of the house, every room was different. It felt new and unique. Uh, and you guys are starting to really piss me off with these hidden balls, though. Some of them are just so off the beaten path. I mean, there was one, though, and that one was that was just a white ball. Like, what the hell is that? We think it could have been a glitch. We don't. Maybe. Know. I don't know. <laughs> but we will say, Edward, if you're listening to this, if you if you still listen, we 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 think we saw what you hid. I hope you worked on this map. The um the big piranha plant was pretty sweet, too. Um, wasn't there a book title that said Edward's name on it? Yeah, there's something like, what did you do to Edward or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have to admit, though, this map uh, scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I've never I thought something happened like uh, David's significant other like came in and like tickled him or something into the room because he like he was like, oh, my God, like, dude, you good? Oh, my God, dude, you good? <laughs> okay so i don't i don't really want to say it because i want people to experience it but like the jump scares that you guys have designed into the map phenomenal okay so if you guys if if our our listeners play this or or they're going to skip ahead to this episode by like five minutes because i want to talk about this because it was so well done so uh, there's a, there's a part in there when we were, we were, uh, it was like in a hallway or something like that. And we were playing and I, I turn around and I look, uh, down or up some stairs, which is leads to outside and there's nothing there. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then Sean and I were playing, we talk and I look back and there's like a child, like a, a silhouette of a child or a doll just standing in the, the entrance way. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's like super creepy. And then I'm like, Sean, you got to check this out. And then I look over there and it's gone. <laughs> and Sean's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like he, he couldn't see it. So then he could see me kind of like leaning over, like around the corner, like of this, the hallway trying to look at it. And then I'm like, I swear to God, I saw something. So we explored a little bit and I came, <laughs> went back and then literally I turn around and it's there and I Dream. like i it scares the shit out of me because i was not expecting it at all and uh sean's like wtf <laughs> you, you're like, good. oh my god it's there so eventually he did see it uh and then there is uh like I, again like on the uh, the roof looking through uh looking at some stuff you turn around and there's like a child like hanging on the side of, on the rail of the yeah railing. like it is creepy like it is so well done uh good job when, especially when you're like and i i'm sure like i know that there's a certain there's a few things that trigger them um i but uh if you're not expecting it and really when you're playing those games like you you aren't like even if you know that something's going to show up there uh i don't know exactly how you guys determine whether or not this creepy doll thing shows up but uh man like that was good and i think you know what like that alone makes the environment feel like there's something there yeah and the moving spiders craziness um the hard version of the game now, we didn't play through hard all the way through, um, so we don't know if there was a grand finale, but the 
the two things I will say really quickly about hard was a the the um the fox hunt was so fun, very challenging. It being all in black and white also really fun. Mm. Lightning made it a little bit tricky, especially with the one clue saying like light cast upon it only for like a sliver. But because the lighting change isn't too, too drastic, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But also way more creepy dolls in that second one. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, and it was cool. Like the the change in uh, like going from color to black and white. And I think it makes sense because a lot of the times the the hard mode, uh, it takes place at night or like a different time of day. Well, the easy mode or normal mode already takes place at night. So what are they going to do? Make it happen during the daytime? No, it happens at night or sorry, it happens. Well, during a thunderstorm uh, in black and white, which is very cool. It's very atmospheric and kind of gives it like the vibes of like an old timey, like a horror movie. So super fun. Very well done. June Alice was really well done, David. What's that? Once upon a studio. David and I both, uh, we took 12 minutes out of our busy schedules to watch Once Upon a Studio, the the short Disney film that aired on, I think it was ABC and Disney Plus a few weeks ago, and we both got around to it. And I will say, without a shred of a doubt in my entire life, I don't think I've ever seen something so nostalgic packed together in a 10-minute package yeah like you know what i mean like yeah for those who don't know or for those who've been living under a rock disney's once upon a studio is like an animation collection with some of the biggest characters of all time from the television uh from the disney universe um and the concept is essentially when everybody leaves uh, mickey and minnie grab all their friends and they go hang out through the studio but this one's special to celebrate the hundred year anniversary um they are taking a a family photo right and this is Mm -hmm. the day that they're doing it on the 100th anniversary and you got goofy taking the picture and you've got just a grand collection and the one thing i i will say nostalgic wise that is also incredible is they stick to each character's proper animation style throughout the entire video yeah and and not only just the animation style, like the the their voices or their voice voices, uh, the quality is true to the original animation from the movies and stuff like that. So some of them from like the older Disney animations where the sound was like a little more, I don't know, lo-fi, uh, they actually sounded very similar to that. I think... They used all original voice actors in every situation they could, including Robin Williams. Do you know? Did you hear the story about this? No, no. The genie's lines were recorded in unused lines and have never been heard outside of the studio. Oh, really? So that was a brand new Robin Williams line. Crazy. Right? Yeah, like there's so much that goes on in that. And you know what the thing is, is it was done in such a way that uh not 
it wasn't overloading for the viewer, right? Like there were a ton of ton of characters uh, that they had in that, but and and it went very quick. You know, it was like a twelve minute video. It was very fast, and they had a lot of stuff that's going in there. But the way that they did it is that at any given time, per shot, per scene, there was only there's a set number of characters. And, uh, you know, for, for every single scene, it wasn't overloaded where it's like, oh, there's too many things to focus on, like too many things to pay attention to. It was just like, you know, three or four characters, maybe five. Um, but it was easy to be like, I know that one. I know that one. I know that one. I know that one. There's even from robots, that movie that nobody ever remembers. Robots. Yeah. No, I, are you sure that wasn't meet the Robinsons? Because I don't think Robots is a Disney movie. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, Robots was... Hold on. Oh, no, never Ro- mind. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. <laughs> was it from Meet that, the Robinsons? It was Meet the Robinsons. Because Robots was also Robin Williams. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was Meet the Robinsons in there. There was like Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah, it was Felix. Meet the Robinsons. That's right, that, that gold but robot. I didn't notice a lot of Pixar flair, if any, because I don't think Moana is Disney Pixar, right? Yeah, Moana's. Yeah, Moana I think it's just was, Disney. Really? Does Disney do three stuff? Yeah, I think that's. Do, do, I think we've had this uh, this conversation before, but I oh, think it's it is. Just, yeah. Because you would have noticed Toy Story. You would have yeah. noticed Lightning McQueen. You would have noticed those guys. They weren't invited to the party. That's crazy, actually, now, you think, now that I think about it. But th- that would make sense, right? Because Pixar is still its own company, right? Even though it's owned by Disney, it's not techni- they're not technically Disney characters. Yeah, because I, I think there was a, an argument online that was like there was a few Disney princesses missing. But I don't think so, because even Frozen isn't Pixar. No, Frozen is, uh, yeah, Frozen is Disney, Disney, Disney animation. Walt Disney Studios, yeah. So, there you go. I watched that, and you watched that. And we both also watched a little movie called Totally Killer. Or Totally Killer. (laughs) I'm done here. Yeah, so Sean watched this first, and he and uh, he he kind of pointed it out to me, and uh, I was like, okay, well, I mean, this I'm was looking for a movie to watch tonight, anyways. So yeah, why not? right. So and he had it. It was a pretty decent review from him in the the sense that it was a decent well, movie. It's it solid. I just didn't want to spoil it for you because, like, if you watch the trailer, you don't see the first act of the movie coming like at all yeah and but you know what like what i like about it is like it kind of has that it has that uh like campy like 80s horror movie like well it's a sl- like a slasher feel to it but at no point did it really feel like a horror movie you know what i mean like i was expecting I was expecting like a typical like, you know, teen slasher movie. But you know what? The jokes are actually on point. Like there is actually some pretty good jokes in that uh, in that movie. Some people said she was too woke. Uh, you know what? I, I, I can see that. I mean, 
uh, I think that was part of the joke, though. Right, because yeah. she's coming from a generation or a younger generation in you know twenty twenty three, and then goes back to the eighties, uh, where things are not as PC as they are now. Right, like so, it was uh, I don't know. It was a fun movie. It was actually like I I truly enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? I, I can see it at sure. like joining my my Halloween time rotation. Yeah, like an early on, like it would be like a good warm up to like if you were gonna watch like a few like really scary movies like slashers or whatnot or or you know like those typical like classic Halloween films. I think that's a good warm up to yeah. to stuff like that because I mean uh, some of the the murders, the teen murders that you know is is expected in these types of movies, like. Th- Though they were very serious, they were not campy at all or anything like that. So like it was, yeah, well they done. were there were some like murder murders, yeah. And but the way that they, it was weird because it's like <laughs> a murder would happen, and then the next scene, like they're all just like, "Yep, well they died," <laughs> right? Like it was kind of yeah, weird. Had, it kind of had like that scary movie feel, but also like she was trying to warn them. Right. So the premise of this movie is um, the main character goes back in time to um, the time where her mother's three friends were murdered horrifically around Halloween. Now the, the crazy thing to me, and I, I think I mentioned this to you, the, like when we talked about it is for a movie that talks about time travel, this might be one of the tightest and tidiest timeline to to time travel um, or t- time travel timelines we've ever had. Like they make jokes about Endgame and Back to the Future and Randall Park literally rips on his own movies being like, I hate uh, time travel movies. They never make any sense. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. But the fact that as things were happening in real time or back in the past, things were changing in real time. No time travel movie really does that. And I thought that was really well done. The only thing that I thought was janky was like, you clearly could tell they spent all their money on getting Julie Bowen, Kieran Shipka or Kieran Shipka and Randall Park. And they had no money for the time travel animation because they spent all their money on the actors. Mm hmm. That part looked a little like crispy or janky, but um, did you guess the murderers or the murderer? Not murderers. Um, so spoiler alert, people, if you haven't watched it, but I mean, the movie what, came out like three weeks ago. A month ago, ago. So. yeah. Um, I actually was surprised that like who the murderer was like back in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I did not get that one. Um, I always thought that it was uh, like at least the new, like the one that the was, new age one. Yeah. The new age one. I knew that it was 100% like the reporter guy. See, that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Hey, uh, I told him. <laughs> I, I, I was the same way. I was like pretty suspect of him early on, but my other half was the one who got like, she guessed it was the, the other dude. Really? Like oh, it's funny. The original because guy? Because there was like a second reveal and we're just like, oh, shit, we were both right. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I think it was a good watch. I actually I really liked the actors that were in it. 
Um, it was, I wouldn't say it was super tropey, but it did have some of those like high school kids don't care vibes. Yeah. And, and none of them looked like high school kids. <laughs> no, all none, like, of them, none of them did. And didn't act like nobody was doing that shit in high school, like going to those parties and whatnot. But uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> high school parties were always like that, like in grade 12 anyways, maybe not to like the point where am I blending movies? The house parties were like legitimate. Maybe like not that insane for grade 12, but like pretty close. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was overall <laughs> a very fun watch. Enjoy it if you like that kind of movie. If you don't like lots of stabbing, maybe don't watch that movie. But you know what? Like it's I think it's it's the perfect kind of horror film for people who don't like horror movies. Like if you don't want to watch Halloween, but you want to watch Halloween Junior. Yeah. 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 On on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this. You know what else is horrific? This What's that? Episode this, yes. This, <laughs> yes. No, I'm just waiting now to see how many times I can bait you into segues. Um did IGN accidentally reveal to everybody in the world what will win game of the year by I would say almost dumping Spider-Man score and giving another Nintendo title a perfect 10. For those of you who don't know, Spider-Man 2 was just released on the PlayStation 5 and Spidey's back has got to be killing him for carrying this console over the last three years. Because what's his face? Kratos isn't helping too, too much. Mm -hmm. But I do find it amazing that another Mario title Got a perfect 10. Spider-Man received an 8 from IGN, which is to cons- uh, considered by most the industry leader in reviews, or most people with brains will look at other reviewing places. Where um, are you seeing the 10? I'm on IGN's website, and Mario has a 9. IGN gave their video review had a 10. Uh, their, wi- their written review has a 9. Good. Great. Awesome. It's still, it's still more than Spider-Man 2. It's 8. Yeah, so let's talk. Let's talk about this a little bit here. Because what this indicates to me is Tears of the Kingdom has won game, game of the year. The fix is in. Spider-Man can't win it. I also love the fact that Xbox users aren't running to review sites, purchasing games, and just reviewing Spider-Man poorly. Because they have class. Good job, guys. You have class. And Starfield didn't deserve the treatment it got, but it did. Do I think Spider-Man and Starfield are good games? Yes. Am I disappointed in the size of the map for Spider-Man? Yes. Watching reviews, do I think did I do I think Spider-Man or Insomniac did enough to make the game different? Yes. It's a technical marvel. Have you seen any footage or have you played yet? I've I've seen videos and stuff like that. Yeah, the 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 gliding is amazing. The fact that fast travel is now not super necessary, but you don't have to take the subway anymore, and it like actually gives you motion of the web slinging. Pretty sweet. Overall, though, I won't give it a, a fair review until I play both games. Mm-hmm. I will say though, 
on the the side of caution, what happened? This is my question. Everybody anticipated Spider-Man to get a 10, especially after Starfield got smacked around, right? Yeah. So what happened? What was different? Why why did we get this review at an eight? What happened? I'm confused as to, like, I, I would love to see if there is some sort of, like, internal breakdown required for the reviews. There most likely isn't because it's all based off of the individual reviewer and their own personal preferences. But I mean, okay. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yes, it looks, it looks good, but it doesn't necessarily look any better than any other Mario game, like platformer that's come out. Hell, even like the, the 3d Mario. What was the one? Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, mm-hmm. that game looks phenomenal. And like, really, like, what did they add that was different to this? They added, yeah, there's those little plants that say stuff. Mario can turn into an elephant. Slightly different animations. But overall, though, it's the same platformer that we've been playing for the last 25 plus years. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? But here's the thing, though. I was like, I'm very curious. Is like, if we were to take the two games... Now, let's take Spider-Man 2 versus Super Mario Bros. Wonder. They are two very completely different games. They're, they're, they're aimed towards two different uh, audiences. They're on two different platforms. They're two different types of games. So, but if we look at them, the, the, like the technology behind them, Spider-Man is, you know, a like decades ahead technologically visually and and gameplay style sure it's very similar to the previous one but again like it's a its own unique game style like with the web sling and all that stuff right so why is it that super mario bros wonder is rated higher than spider-man 2 well it, it's it doesn't make nintendo sense. has tears of the kingdom that needs a little extra love this is all that it really is when it comes down to game of the year, which is announced in less than a month or actually just in a, just over a month. What do we know? We know that the big games this year are going to be Starfield, probably two Nintendo titles, Spider-Man two. Forza might get a nod. Has PlayStation released anything else of like worth like El, uh, Elder Scroll or Elden Ring? Is that still up or is Elden that last Ring? year? uh was that i think that was man it's hard to it's crazy like when uh it comes to this time of year it's like it's hard to remember what games came out this year what games came out at the end of last year um yeah it'll be it'll be very interesting for uh for games game game awards this year i just i don't see enough to like I've watched a ton of reviews on Super Mario Wonder because it's been a game that I've been very curious about. Like, do I want to buy it? Don't I? Multiplayer is nice. Will the other half play with me? Probably not. The world's a little bit more extensive. Cool. But it's just another Mario platformer that also looks like a slight acid trip. Whereas Spider-Man, my concern with Spider-Man right now, without even playing it, is your story. Your main story is 12 hours. DLC will eventually arrive. 
and they still haven't fixed the idea of if you leave the boundary of the game, it just zips you back. So the world's supposed to be more extensive. You're supposed to, or expansive, sorry. You're supposed to have some freedom. They actually bait you into thinking you can go down into the subway, but as soon as you walk down the subway, it web slings you back out. The concept of switching from Peter to Miles and Miles to Peter, neat. But Grand Theft Auto did that 10 years ago. What's mm-hmm. the difference, right? Now, it's it's interesting looking at um, these the reviewers for uh, on IGN for for these games because uh, I, and I'm not going to say the names. You guys can look them up. But uh, the guy who reviewed um, Spider-Man 2, if you look at like the games and stuff like that, that he reviewed it. He, he primarily reviews Sony IPs. And like TV shows. So it's like a lot of like the, the last of us TV shows, Star Wars TV shows, and then Sony games or games on Sony's platforms. Uh, I think the last Nintendo game that they reviewed was back in 2021. Uh, but then even then, like everything else was just all Sony IPs and stuff like that. And then the guy who reviewed um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gave that a 10. Uh, interesting because their review and same with even the guy that reviewed um super mario brothers wonder both of them their reviews if you look through the histories has a mix between nintendo uh games sony games and xbox games so and the reason why i'm pointing this out is because like when you're trying to compare when you're trying to do a review on something and compare it to other stuff like you can't you can't write a review for something and say it's the greatest thing ever if you can't compare it to anything else, right? But in order to be able to properly compare the quality or and content of something, you need to have a variety of content to compare it to. Well, when you are only ever sticking to the same formula and the same console and the same content, it makes it very difficult to uh, act, give an accurate review uh, because you can only compare it to other things that are either similar or on the same, you know, in the same realm. Whereas when you have a more broad variety of stuff that you can play or watch or, you know, whatever, um, then at least I would say that your expectations are not so skewed almost, or you have a larger pool to pull from that you can say, okay, you know what? This worked really well in game A. This game's trying to do it. It didn't work as well in this one. So I'm going to adjust the score on that. But if you have nothing to compare it to, you're going to say, this is phenomenal, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like when we go back to, you know, talk about uh, movie reviews and movie critics and stuff like that. You know, there's, remember when, uh, Detective Pikachu came out. The original one, yeah. Yeah, like the the movie and the the reviews were so skewed. And either like critics who weren't into like Pokemon or didn't like really watch uh, or review a lot of like the kids movies were giving it lower scores. Whereas like the younger reviewers and the audience that like grew up with that content were giving it a higher score, right? So like the content, I feel like if you can give if for reviewers that have a broader uh you know library of content to compare to i feel like their reviews hold more water than someone who is just like oh i'm only ever going to talk about sony 
stuff on the Sony console. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> one thing that we've learned is that when it comes to video games, I mean, you can't just stick to one console because then you get such a, you, you just get a sliver of what's out there. Um, now, do I agree that, you know, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is uh, a better game than Spider-Man 2? Mm. You know, on the surface, no. I mean, I haven't played either of them, but I find it hard to hard to believe. Um, but uh, I don't know. That's just something that I, I observed. <laughs> I, I think when it comes to these Mario games in particular, Mario has a way of just making people feel comfortable and safe. And I I don't see like I see the whimsicalness. I see how the game looks. I understand the draw. The brand new IP, you've got new voice actors for the first time in the in the franchise. Mm. It also looks cute and fluffy and some there's new villains. It's introducing so much new and maybe that's why I got a 9 or a 10 depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And maybe that old adage is new is always better. Sometimes it helps, right? But when you when you look at how this game is scored and the time of the year, I just feel as if like we're talking about a side-scrolling Mario game versus an open-world Spider-Man game versus an open-world space exploration game with a company that's clearly biased against the developer of that particular game. There's no way in hell Super Mario Wonder is better than Spider-Man or Starfield. They even say, if you watch the video review from that company, they say the story is lackluster at times. I don't know about you, but I'm still playing through Starfield and the story is great. Like I'm playing through so many side quests and all this other thing. And Spider-Man, the story is going to be predictable, right? Mm -hmm. It's a Spider-Man game. You know, Spider-Man's villains. They're the best villains. I've seen like uh, outlandish calls saying like the Spider-Man, the Insomniac games. So the trio of them are better than the trio of Batman games. To each his own. But the Batman games for what they were and when they came out were technical wonders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think with Starfield as well, though, when that came out, there's so much like hype and hatred towards it as well at the same time that you know, people are expecting a game that's going to just blow you away nonstop. Like, you know, the, uh, the old Maxil, uh, or Maxell, uh, logo, the guy in the chair, like, that's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what people expected. Like this game is going to be so good. I'm going to be holding on to the edge of my seat the entire time, but for a game that size, you can't, it, yeah, obviously like the story is going to be kind of like it, it's going to have its lulls. And that's the point where you're exploring and you're doing like side quests and stuff like that or whatnot. Like that's understandable. That's going to happen in any large game. But yeah, like Sean said, Spider-Man, the story is going to be predictable. You know, Peter Parker is going along and some random bad guy starts wreaking havoc in a downtown, you know, blocks across a few blocks and he's got to go stop them. And, you know, violence ensues and then he stops them destruction and goes on his day. He's like, oh, I got to take some pictures because I'm, you know, laid on my Peter rent Parker again. Too, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, rinse and repeat. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. It's expected. Whatever. Yeah. Now, speaking of expectations, our, our listeners have 
very heavy expectations for us every year or every month at this time. Cause we, we like to tell people what to pick up or if uh, you should wait for a review or just bargain bin. And I believe David has a favorite song. What are you talking about? I don't have a favorite song. It's your favorite song. Picking up strangers. Let me tell you about the dangers. If you don't like taking chances, then you better keep moving on, my friend. You know what? This it's like the movie Sausage Party. Sean hated it the first time we, oh my. we saw it, and then he went and saw it like three times after. And now he loves that movie. And Sean's always the one that's saying it's my favorite song, but he waits for it. He waits yeah, for it. It's called it's called being a good setup man and <laughs> helping the plane land into the station. All right, so we're in the station, Jesus. All right. I hope the plane doesn't land in the station. It lands on top of the station of the airport. Yeah. November games. Starting off with bangers like Alien Humanoid HD. Or it's hominoid. Hominid. 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 Hom- An alien. Hom- hom- hominid. Hominid. <laughs> hominid. I don't know. It's Take uh... two. We are starting off with Song of New New. Legend of a League of Legends story, which will actually probably sell really well because, of course, it always does. Oh, I know this alien game. It's a 2D running gun. It's all fun looking. Yeah, it was like pretty big on Xbox uh, 360 when it came out. And yeah, uh, on the second. I mean, it, it's, it's already passed, but <laughs> this first week uh, we have my time at Sandrock. Well, that is that is the sequel to my time at Porsche, which is uh, looking pretty ex- looking pretty excited for that one. Uh, we have Smurfs two coming out. Uh, we have the, the Prisoner of the Green Stone. What is this? It is a platform video game developed by Osome Studios. The video game was based on the Belgian animated series The Smurfs. Wait, The Smurfs was Belgian? Yeah, that means they're evil. It has two different names too. Okay, so the game is called the Smurfs Mission Mission Vileaf, but this says it's called the Prisoner of the Green Stone. What is this? A Harry Potter situation here where they have two different names? I think it's Mission Vileaf, like village, but leaf. Anyways, uh, we got uh, Star Ocean, the second story. R. I don't know if that's like a remake or if it's a new one. I don't know. It's coming out. The Talos Principle 2. Did I say that? It's a puzzle game. But uh, and I'm just like getting through these real fast because there's the most important game that's coming out in November. My time at Sandrock. No, Robocop. No, you've just been talking about this game like it's the best thing in the world. Did you get to did you play the beta? Oh, I played the demo, man. It is. It, it is so good. Have you played the demo? No, but uh, knowing you, you, you're only going to play as far as the demo takes you, and then you're going to buy it and never play it. Man, okay, it it is so good. Your move, scum. Uh, <laughs> it is honestly so good. You can, like, pop headshots, and, like, the blood, like, oh, my God. Okay, this game, you remember the RoboCop movies. Like, they're over-the-top, like, gruesome with, like, the guns and the killing and all that stuff. Yeah. This game is like that. It is... It is so much fun. And I only played the demo. Uh, I mean, I didn't complete the demo. <laughs> you have to David a demo. <laughs> well, the game actually crashed 
And so I didn't want to start it over again because, but, but I got just enough. I got just enough of the RoboCop that I'm like, okay, this is, this is the game. This is the game for me. Well, I, and, I'm happy for you. Is yeah. it, it going to be worth the purchase? Is the question that our, our fans want to know. You know what? From what I played in the demo in itself, yes, 100%. I would, uh, I would definitely purchase the game. You know, I would not even be opposed to pre-ordering this because, uh, I mean, if you're going to purchase it day one, anyways, you might as well pre-order it or at least get it day one so that you uh, can get some of like the, the bonus skins and stuff like that. And where was the demo steam on steam? Yeah. Well, I wonder if I can still play it now that the game has been released. I hope so. You, sh- you should be able to. Most of the time, well, like, they keep the demos D- up. So. David is not even waiting for the review. He is pre-ordering this bitch, and he's going for it. Me, on the other hand, I actually want to see the reviews for EA Sports um, World Rally Championship, or WRC. It looks pretty freaking fun. Just looks like a, like, do you remember Top Gear Rally? That's what it kind of reminds yeah, me of. It does, yeah. And I, I like that. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then when Sean's not playing racing games, he's going to be playing Fashion Dreamer. How did you know? Because <laughs> I know that you've always wanted to be a fashion designer. Uh, we got WarioWare Move It coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Um, that, and... it's, that's just a Mario Party kind of port game. Uh, well, is it, a, is it just a party one? Like Mario, the WarioWare games are usually like uh like party-ish games anyways but i don't know if this one is specifically like a party version if i remember correctly i'm pretty sure i saw the video um it is pretty much just a party game they this was the one that was at um oh yeah that's right yeah i mean those could be kind of fun those could be those you either play by yourself or you work together just like just like anything in life. Yeah. <laughs> Single player games are fun. Yep. Uh, moving on, we got Football Manager 2024 for people who like football or soccer, I should say, uh, but don't like actually playing it. They just like managing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, later on, we got um, Kill It With Fire VR. Do you know what this game is? No. There was like a, it was like an indie game. Um, it was on Steam, and it was pretty much your your. Uh, there's spiders in your house, and you have to kill it with fire and different things like dynamite and rocket launchers and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. So it's coming out in VR. Uh, what else we got? RoboQuest, whatever that is. It's definitely not RoboCop. So Robo RoboQuest. That, that's a new game. It's uh, there's also Salt and Sacrifice coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Um, Gunhead. What is Gunhead? It sounds delightful. Probably. Did you see the trailer for Invin- the Invincible? By the way, it looks pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if I'd no. play it, but like no. it just looks neat. What else we got? Uh, on the ninth, we got Dungeons Four. Which is a, a real-time strategy kind of—I don't know—it's like uh, Neverwinter Nights or you know ty- typical D and D kind of stuff. 
Double it's Dragon. actually fairly highly anticipated too. Oh yeah, the Dungeon correctly. games are actually a lot of fun, and you know the fact that this is the fourth game in the series. I mean, it's uh, it can't be that bad. Uh, we got lots of Double Dragons coming out on the ninth for various platforms, pretty much everything. Um, Double Dragon Advance is coming out on the everything. We got the Double Dragon Collection. Did you ever play the Double Dragon games? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. They were great. I, I had Double Dragon on the Game Boy, and I could never get past like the second level as a kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we got Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. <laughs> what a ridiculous title for uh, this game. It's uh, in the Yakuza series, but it's like a spin-off because the Yakuza series went from like the beat-em-ups to the RPGs, and this is going back to the beat-em-ups. Uh, funny thing about this game, though, is uh, I did pre-order it. Did you? I did. Uh, they are releasing it physical only in Asia. Uh, so in North America and Europe, it is uh, digital only. But because of the greatest uh, thing, gift from game developers or, you know, Sony, Microsoft, with consoles being region free, you can buy games from anywhere and play them. Um, so I pre-ordered a, uh, 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 Asian version of the game so that I actually have a physical copy of it because uh, this is one game studio where I will pretty much buy physical copies of everything because they make great games. Um, if you'd like a new rail shooter, they have air twister coming out on November 10th. Uh, it looks all right. I'm not really a, a big fan of floating shooting style games yeah. unless you're a jet. Um, strap yourselves in. Modern Warfare 3 is coming out. Bet your ass I've already pre-ordered that thing. Isn't that cool. just like isn't that just like an $80 DLC? No, it's Modern Warfare 3. It's moder- like it's the good one. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it? I'm, I, I'm probably going to buy it on. Or I did buy it. Uh, digital but i was thinking about getting a physical just to have it if if you know i get it this if i do get it uh, i mean like we'll probably this is only shitty things like if we want to play regular multiplayer i have to buy the new one why are you doing that to me you're doing me dirty that way but i play call of duty with people so like yeah but you could play with me yeah i could (laughs) i mean if i get it this year uh i will i hopefully whoever decides to get it for me will will buy it on the correct system to make it easier for, for us to play online. But yeah, I'll let her know. That's fine. Um, on November 14th, get ready for your switches to melt because Hogwarts legacy is going to try and make its way to the switch. And I can't wait to see video. It is going to be so bad. It'll be good. Remember when guardians of the galaxy made its way to, to switch and people thought the game was just trash. Gardens of the Galaxy came out on Switch. Yep. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, I remember that. You remember when uh, Mortal Kombat One, the greatest fighting game ever made, came out on the, Switch? The first of its kind. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, Invincible presents Adam Eve. There is a visual novel coming out on the fourteenth as well, or a visual novel style game. Now, now I want to say you did miss a game that seems pretty interesting. Uh, oh, Coral Island. No, not even that. No, it comes about. It comes out on the tenth. Uh, it's called the day before. Oh, it is. It is coming out currently only for uh, Windows, so it's a PC only thing. It's a 
MMO. It's massive multiplayer online. It's a, like a zombie survival game. But it looks kind of, I don't know, like, I mean, like, there's a ton of games like this, but not necessarily anything that's like, uh, like an MMO, like a, a co-op survival game. So that's, it's looks kind of cool. Oh, I missed another one too. Broken Roads. You remember that trailer from uh, E3, the fake E3? It was that um, post-apocalyptic, like, tactical RPG. Uh no. Yeah, it 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 kind of reminds me of like um State of Decay but a little bit more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. More post-apocalyptic than anything and like you have to make some like fucked up choices. What's like what do you think is the next like style of game? We had like a big or like theme. Like it, Zombies has kind of like it came in it came and went, right? Uh, and every so often we get some zombie stuff, but it's never anything that's like significant anymore. We um we determined this a few episodes ago, man. It's cozy games. No, but cozy I mean, games. Like, not necessarily cozy games. I mean, like, what's the next big zombie thing? Is it like, I, like, I guess with Redfall, it tried to be vampires, but that didn't really work out. Which apparently that game is now fixed and playable. Oh, yeah. Who knew? Just like, um. Oh shit! What was that game called? Um, no Man's Sky. Yeah, PlayStation's biggest achievement. It's now apparently great. Cyberpunk apparently great. Some games just need to be given some time. Mm-hmm. I'm actually slightly surprised you didn't bring up Coral Island, and I know Coral Island has like a massive competitor within um, uh, my time and at Sandrock, but Coral Island looks like another cozy game. That's just going to take over. Um, I, I think it's aim is to take on a little bit more of the stardew. Um, I, yeah, I, 100%. I guess game players or yeah. um, fandom. So, but it's interesting, interesting because like, uh, I mean, oh, your significant other um, is, I, I think it's a little bit more willing to try new games, but uh, she who shall not be named is still stuck on, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, and like it was for the longest time, it was it was Stardew Valley for a long time. But like even before that, it was Animal Crossing. Like she just gets stuck on a specific game. Um, so I don't know. Maybe this one will, you know, strike her fancy. It, it looks decent. And that's halfway through the month. So anything released before this time will probably be on sale for uh, black friday everything after this you don't really know mm-hmm. nobody really gives away these world these um these games but bluey the video game on november 17th let's go or persona 5 tactica that'll be a good one super mario rpg stop me if you've heard this one before it's a game that already came out from nintendo for a second time get i bet you it gets a 10 you're you're right. skipping so many things. I'm just skipping through the <laughs> list. I'm doing it like you do it. Yeah, but but you're missing like cool things. We got Turok three, Shadow of Oblivion, the remaster. Yeah, that's. We're not talking about games that are being remade. Super Mario RPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what else we got? We got Jagged Alliance three. 
tactical Assa- RPG or real-time strategy RPG that's coming out. Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Which actually could be pretty cool, but I think it would melt our headsets. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we're caught up. Yeah. S- sorry. We got on the 21st. What is this? Pui Pui Molklar? Let's Molklar Party? What the hell is that? I have no clue, but they look adorable. They're it's a what are Japanese they? They're like stop motion short anime series. They're are they like hamsters? They are look they, like hamsters. They look or like guinea pigs. They're like oh, they look like guinea pigs. Oh my god, it's just a party game with guinea pigs. Uh, this is happening. Oh, and they all look so adorable. They kind of have like that Yoshi Woolly World kind oh of god. vibe to them. There's a mini game where you have to party at night and there's someone sleeping on the couch. And so party on the dead of night. Just don't wake anyone. Oh, that's so funny. There's hamster rocket league. Oh, my God. This game is the greatest game of all time. And we Look, almost skipped it. Move over game of the year because holy shit. This looks so good. Last train. home. Oh, you what do we got here? Them. <laughs> Did. David only now does games where you can pet things. That's so funny. The last train home. I'm just taking a look at this real quick. It looks cool. Um, Again, kind of like that state of decay vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a top down RPG tactical, but it also does look like a nice little point and click adventure game. So that's kind of fun too. The cinematics look very, it kind of reminds me of like a, a re birthed, version of command and conquer just mm. old timey mm-hmm. um what else do we got this month stranger well, things vr that could only say be bad. at the v- very end of the month we got stranger things vr um which uh just looking at the trailer just looks kind of really really weird well yeah what do you expect it's a netflix game and like you're attacking vecna so like the story's not even done you don't even know who vecna is Actually, I think you're playing as Vecna. Vecna, yeah. Take revenge on the human world as Vecna. Which you should know from Dungeons and Dragons, right? Vecna, the Mind Flayer. I know what a Mind Flayer is, but... I don't know. This game looks bad. You know what I'm I mean, excited for, though? You, like, it, It's not coming out this year, uh, but it is uh, coming out on PS5, out. and I'm sure it's coming out for other stuff as well, but uh, it's called Empire of the Ants. Have you seen it? No, I will look it up, though. It's like you're an ant. It reminds me of the movie Ants. Empire of the Ants game. Okay, okay, let's play. Reveal teaser. Let's take a look at here. So you're just an ant. Yeah. And you live life as an ant. Is this like Stray? But instead of a cat, you're an ant? Uh, I think it's a little bit more detailed. Do you remember playing Sim Ant? Kind of. Yeah, I feel like it's like Sim Ant, but like you're... Yeah, it's just a little bit more detailed. Wonder if you could be a flying ant. I'm sure. I'm sure you can evolve. I don't think they evolve. I think they're just born that way. And like, look at these ants taking on this praying mantis. This is great. It's like the movie Ants. Oh wait, no, those are those are grasshoppers. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and Kevin Spacey's in that movie. He is. You know who's not in that movie? Chris Pratt. Michael Keaton. That's Batman. <laughs> you know, I still haven't um I haven't taken the time to watch The Flash yet. I just 
I can't do it. You know what? I, I haven't seen it either. Actually, until you just mentioned it right now, I forgot that that movie existed. I just am. I'm having a hard time ever going to like, I don't know if I'll ever watch that movie. I need I mean, some more time to myself. when you're just like, I actually have absolutely nothing else to do right now. And I, I am too lazy to watch something that I care about to pay attention. And I'm too lazy to play a video game. I'm just going to put something on there so that I can kind of pay attention to it. Well, truth be told, I haven't even had like a desire to play video games recently. I'm just it's, like burnt out. It's because it's not uh, it's we're not in the, the dead of winter just yet. That's fair. That is fair. Dead of winter. Good board game. Yeah, great board game. Play it sometime. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, thanks for coming along on that hodgepodge of a mess episode. We were all over the place. We talked some horror movies just before November started. If you haven't watched it already, it's too late now. You can't really watch Nightmare Before Christmas after Halloween. That's a rule at our house. But we've also watched our our yearly watch of Just Friends, had some hot chocolate. David had some eggy nog or eggy I milk. Mean, I've been having eggy milk for the last like two months. So yes, you're a problem. We know <laughs> we are. We are into the best season coming up. And David and I actually have some really exciting content that we're, we're excited to share with you guys. Um, we're going to be recording some of it soon with our friend Alex. So that'll be a lot of fun for myself. Wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.